Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I just shot a freaking big buck. that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. Welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. I have returning guests, the one, the only, Tyler Thompson. Back again. As he's messing with the microphone. It was yep. perfect where it was. You know, <laughs> you know me, I got to make some adjustments. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey, so we have a first. It is, we went rabbit hunting for the third time this year, and you got your limit. Oh yeah, your boy limited out. Yeah, you did. What a great feeling too. And you know, he's two shot Tyler, but... He was doing really good in the first three rabbits. Yep. One shot, one kills. And then the second two might have pumped got a, a little, little desperate. More, got a little Western. <laughs> very, very, very desperate. I, I know I just wanted it, so by any yeah. means. But, I you mean, got it was it. just surprising how they went today. So, so we've had kind of a – I don't know. I don't want to say rough, but we've had three separate running conditions. We went three weekends, and it yep. has been polar opposites. Each time. <laughs> Every week brings a new challenge. So, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I like the fact that we're still getting out regardless. Um, conditions one weekend weren't so favorable with the temperature and wind. But, uh, yeah, so the first time we went out to the Hapland, that was actually really nice. I'd say overall, temperature-wise and stuff, ground conditions were still pretty good. We had a little bit of snow when we first got there, which yep. was nice. Yeah, yeah stuff we to cover fun, the ground. We were not expecting that. We wake up in a little bit of snow. Yeah, and the fact that the dogs were barking the whole time, whole time was great for us. Yeah, that was a good time. Like, yeah, like we've said before, like we don't really get after it hard the first few times, but after the first weekend, we're like, dude, our dogs ran for like four straight hours, just like <laughs> hammering. It was great. We're like, we can get a little crazy. Like, we can start shooting. But yeah, that was weird because it was yeah a little bit of snow and the snow melted as we were there, and it's like it never slowed them down. Like mm-hmm. they just kept right on trucking. And that sounds like me and you, I think if we, like, maybe we're retired and we, like, run every other day, when you got more time, we might learn yeah. the conditions a little better. But we're still kind of like, we don't know. Like, we really don't know. Like, we're not really sure why one day is better than the other. But we just plan it every weekend. We're going to get out there and yep. make, some, make something happen. So Yeah, it's always fun. But, yeah, so we had that the first week. Did we shoot only one? Maybe we only shot one rabbit. We shot thing. one out of all the ones we ran. Yep. Um, I think we'll also change that, too, was the fact that I think we all brought – pistols 
22 yeah. pistols, and then only one guy had a shotgun. One guy so. had a shotgun the first time, yeah. It was 22s <laughs> and Kevin one shotgun. Well, Kevin, you know, special K with a 410, that's pretty much like using a pellet gun with him. You know, chances. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was he was letting them loose. <laughs> yeah, he shot at five separate rabbits. <laughs> yeah, he shot at five and didn't get any. But, no, that was good. So that was, yeah, three weeks ago. Yep. No, four weeks ago because we skipped yeah. a week because then Snowmageddon hit. Yep. Like right after. And we were like, yeah, this Negative is. Negative 10 feel. Yeah. 25 mile an hour gusts. And we're like, you know, maybe we should stay in for that. And so, we almost, we called it right at the last minute. We were ready to go. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, we're good. But, uh, no, yeah, was good. following up with that too, I mean, we had two foot of snow last weekend and, I mean, what was it, like around 15 degrees, you'd probably say, probably? Field was probably 15, yeah. But that, that snow was just like sand, sand conditions. I mean, yeah. not good for holding scent whatsoever. And uh, still, when we got out there, I mean, our dogs worked through, what was that, five-acre lot? Yeah, probably five, maybe seven acres. And it took us like four hours. Four hours to get through it, yeah. Yeah, we were working. Dude, <laughs> and the dogs like were like, doo. You're like, oh man, they're really far away. Thirty yards, right underneath the yards. pile you're standing they're right on. there. Was so much snow you could not hear them in there. But there was just one pile to the next, so the rabbit would transfer over, and we're like, okay, I saw it going to this pile. Dogs couldn't pick it up after. Yeah, so it was it was really weird. Yeah, it was like weird. Like you, it was you know, snow was past your knees as you're walking through. <laughs> you step in a brush pile and you got snow up to your nipples, and it's yep. just like, but the you know the dogs worked hard, and we shot, you shot, we shot three, I think, right. Yeah, three that weekend, three, yep. Three that weekend, which was good. I mean, you couldn't see nothing. Like, it was just a snow piles everywhere. And, yeah, they were just – you you couldn't even see your dogs. It's nuts. Like, that was you, a good weekend for me to bring my GoPro, which I didn't. Um, yeah, because you had some close shots. Yeah, they would just pop up out of the snow, and, like, they're, like, swimming out of the snow, mm-hmm. so they weren't moving fast at all. Nice and easy takes there. And then, yeah, we just – I think it was – what was crazy about last weekend is all that snow – and, you know, we, since we've had, like, it was, I remember we talked about it, we're like, we've used GPS collars now, so like, but back in the day, we always had bells, and we were both like, man, we should have a bell, like, because <laughs> that's what it was like, so you're almost like, you see stuff moving, you're like, you gotta make double check, make sure it's not, <laughs> triple check, not a dog coming out of there, but like, the bells have been really nice, because I mean, you literally could not hear them hardly bark right at your feet, it was yeah, crazy. Or all the brush that they're moving underneath there, too. Which I don't know if it even would have really been beneficial because if maybe they, you won't even hear that. Yeah, if you True. can't hear them bark, you can't hear the bell. So I, I don't know. I think still, for some people, I'd even debate if we're going out with them for the first time to wear a bell just to kind of give yeah give them a sense of like how the dogs are as far as space to like where the rabbits at ahead of them. Yep, so. exactly. Like it's kind of a hard thing, and like you know, get people are excited. It's like a you hear dogs barking. It's like a high high anxiety. Like let's go. <laughs> like. Where is this rabbit? You got a new guy, and that's usually one of the first things the new guys ask. Like, because we always are like, hey, we don't make sure you don't shoot a dog. Number one, don't shoot your buddy. Number two, yeah. that's kind of how we. <laughs> <Yeah. are. laughs> but uh, they, uh, yeah, they're always like, I don't think guys realize that most of the time the rabbit's nowhere near the dogs. Yeah. Like, by the time you get a shot at it, unless you are right there when they first jump it. Yeah. But like today's a good example of that. Um, you know, they jumped that one and like, as soon as they started barking, Tony was like, he's over here. And it was like 50, 60 yards ahead of him. Right? Yeah. But that could be, there's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, is it, is it the snow quality? Is it the moisture? Like, and then we had to, we had, uh, today that the dogs are right in the same pile that we kick rabbit out of. And you're like, how do they not get that rabbit? So like that conditions make a, like 
way more go into that than I ever realized. Yep. You know, as a kid, like you just go, oh, there's no rabbits here. It's like, no, you probably just walked by them. And we even talked about the moon phase that one time when it's mm-hmm. like a full moon. They'll come out at night and hang out. So then we tried hunting the next day and we're like, oh, there's tons of tracks and tons of rabbit droppings. Where are the rabbits? And I think they're all out at night before yeah. we even got there. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like, and like, you know, we got all these houndsmen that talk about, like, I just heard our podcast guy said, you know, you stick your hand in the snow and if it sticks to your hand, that's good. Like, hmm. they'll hold the scent. Well, today was like rainy a little bit. Yeah, super slushy. tacky snow and they just could not, like, figure it out. Like, they were working good. Like, they were, they would bark on rabbits, but they couldn't figure the track out that well. If it was the one dog that jumped it, it was the one dog that kept it. All the other ones that would follow up were like... Working around the dog, but then, you know, it's just like, okay, well, Ruby's got it. She's yep. still got it, and no other dog's barking. What's going on? Really weird, because usually they'll pack up and all go, but they'll yep. just be like, okay, I guess we're trusting you. There's a rabbit here. Yeah. They didn't really know what was up, but. Yeah, so we had the first day, a little bit of snow, just a dusting. was like, great day. <laughs> Second weekend we go, which was two weeks later, snowmageddon. Like, just cold, snow piled everywhere. Couldn't see nothing. And then now we have this weekend all of it's like melting so like it's slushy muddy water everywhere and i mean we had all three have been good hunts yeah and they're completely different like weather like dealing with that and the other part was showing up to the first spot the first day of the year and giving you a call and saying there's someone already here stomping around but it was even crazier today to show up and be like someone was here already and we still got six rabbits out of that spot and it was like Oh, how, how, you know, how much did they really work it? Because there, there's a ton of rabbits there. So, yeah, I know it's like a, like deer hunting, you know, you always hear about guys that hunt public or have your spots. Oh, there's a guy here. There's that. So you get really like discouraged, like way quicker rabbit hunting. You're like, okay, someone's here. We'll just pivot to another spot. Like yep. that's, which is great. Cause we have a group of people and like you get new permission every year. I try to get stuff. We have options, which is like when you're deer hunting, someone gets your spot in the morning. You're like, man, I don't really have time to go to another spot because it's gonna get light. But rabbit hunting, just show up and like, oh, no one, someone's at this public spot. We'll just pivot, go to another public spot, or yeah, that second spot piece. we got to at like eleven thirty and hunted it for two hours and still got four rabbits four out rabbits. of there. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's why that's why it's small game hunting is just great. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it really is because you don't have you can kind of go make something happen to an extent. Like you can. There's so many different ways. There's so much different cover, so much terrain. Rabbits are, you know, like plentiful in, in certain areas, and you can find a pocket. And, yeah, one day, one you go there early in the year, you might not get much, and then you go back, you know, a month later, and it's just covered in them. Like, you just never know. So that kind of keeps everyone, like, good spirits, like, let's go. Yep. Like, we, yeah, man, last year we ran rabbits real good here, so everyone's getting on the truck. You can just tell, like, we're, we're ready for this. Yeah, getting skunk comes in few and far between. But just today, too, to kind of – go back on how the conditions were they were sitting so tight and we would walk over places the dogs would work through places and then someone else would walk through that spot and then there comes the rabbit like it was just yeah unexplainable how (laughs) yeah like why we got the chiefs ravens the game going through (laughs) on the phone as we're talking about this well hey since we're so who who are you going for i ravens i want the ravens Yeah. yeah i've always been like a ravens fan I remember when Ray Lewis was there, and they—I don't know who they who they beat in the Super Bowl. Oh, they beat the Niners. Yeah, in the Super yep. Bowl. I really liked the team back then, and now like I've always been a Lamar fan, dude. That dude's so athletic. 
Such a baller, Gosh. man. He is. But uh, so we got that play in the background. So if something cool happens, we might have to be like celebrate. But the Lions don't match up as good as the rate to the Ravens as they do the Chiefs. No. So that's so what I think. Kinda... If the Chief, if the Chiefs make it, it'll be a close game for the Super Bowl. But if the Ravens make it and the Lions make it, it won't be even close. We cannot stop a running quarterback. No. Like, Chicago struggle against Fields. Lamar when we played him the earlier this year just. They just are so susceptible. Yeah, the run reason. defense is great, but when it becomes a, a pass, you know, pass play and the quarterback just decides, I got an opening, Lamar Yeah, they're just out of position. And, I, I mean, I don't really know the ins and outs of that, but maybe – well, I mean, Lamar does make a lot of defenses look bad. You know, yep. and Mahomes, to an extent, too, is pretty elusive. But oh, definitely. Kind of as soon as, good, like, so it's like, coverage is sack, it's a coverage yeah. sack, and all of a sudden he takes off for 20 yards, and you're like, oh, my gosh. But no, I think uh, go Lions for sure. Uh, I hope they beat the Niners. So yeah, I hope they make it. So they will. The streets of Detroit will be probably burning. I think Michigan in general will be on fire. <laughs> be but great. be great. But no, I think like going back to like what you said, you know, with the rabbits holding really tight, it was weird. I know you guys are kind of ahead of me, but the the dogs ran one down a fence line really good, like. They all, you know, a couple of them were going. They're staying together. They hit a point. Rabbits like lost to them. Yeah. And then you went over there and were like, "You took you a little bit to find that rabbit." Like, mm-hmm. what was that? Like, was it? And you said it wasn't in like anything really. Like, just like a little itty bitty spot. No, we pushed it out to the end of that point, and then there's a bunch of like far old farm equipment and stuff kind of cover too. So I saw where I thought it went, which I figured was a hole. So then, as everyone was leaving, I was kind of like trailing behind, and I looked around and I was like. Where have the dogs not gone, and where has where where do I not see like footprints and stuff? So it's like, oh, like, I mean, this looks like it, and there's tons of rabbit tracks. So it's like, you know, step on it, and yeah, sure enough, the smallest brush pile presented one of the actual bigger rabbits yeah, out of the whole big rabbit, yeah, whole trip, yeah, big rabbits today too. That was the other yeah, part, like some good ones. But that just like that's the thing too, like when you're hunting, even with dogs, like friends or whoever, if you're not, you don't have your own dogs. Like today, dogs would go through an area and they would work it like multiple times. And like you kind of watch your dog, like the one spot whiskey, I could tell he was like pumped, pumped up. up and he kept going back and forth. And every other dog would go in the area and kind of like they'd all smell the same area. Well, then they work off. And then Tony goes over there, steps on that spot, and bloof, a rabbit comes out. I was like, I watched every one of those dogs work feet from that spot. Yeah. And so even when you're hunting and maybe the day's a little slow or due to bad conditions, you might actually have to get in there and you know, bust a brush. And if you're young enough like us, it's not that end of the world to do it. Yep. But then there's other days, every rabbit in the area, our dogs are going to pick up and run them. Like, we yep. don't even have to do anything. Like, they just run them. We normally so, let that first one go, and that's what kind of stirs everything up, we figure. And, you know, from then on out, you can just kind of start jumping them, like, pretty easily from there. But today was, yeah. Um, weird. Leave no pile unturned or unstepped on. That was my policy going into today. And <laughs> as soon as I got three, I was like... <laughs> All right, I need five. You picked up a step. Once yeah. you got your first three, I was yep. like, Tyler's like, guns more at ready. He's kind of leading the charge. I got charge. that look in my eye. Oh, yeah, all the dogs are like, you're like, here, here, here. You got all dogs surrounding you. And I'm like, yep, Tyler's going Just walking them. ahead of him, just getting set up for a jump yep. shot. But. but it worked good. But, I mean, that's fun to do that. Like, yep. when it's your day, is your day. Like, when you're rabbit hunting, like, you can have them all right there, get good shots, and then. There's time, like the first time we went, you didn't see a rabbit, did you? Until the one you shot at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, everyone else has seen rabbits and tires. Like, well, this is fun. Like, first time of the year, I haven't seen a glimpse of a rabbit. Dogs are hammering, but Dog, I'm not yep, seeing anything. So it's, it, yeah, you just never know. That's why it's that, I, that circles back to like why it's good 
to have like buddies go with you. Like, yep. Because they're like I covered a lot of ground today, and I had, you know, I pushed one rabbit to Tony Fellows, and he uh, he shot it. Was great. He came. One of those things. I might be getting soft in my old age because I've had two weeks in a row. They're so close to me, and it's the day I don't have my pistol. I'm like, man. I got a 410 with an extra full choke at like 10 feet. Ah, I can't quite shoot you it. You just got to like raise your barrel up and away from him a little <laughs> bit. That, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Because the second rabbit I shot, he came up from a like the, the dogs passed through. I followed up and I barely stepped on the pile and he barely came out of the pile. So okay. he was like slow moving, got up and then just kind of sat there for like that one second. And I was like, Give all right. Time. Yep, swung it over, knocked him down, and it was yeah. probably like a ten yard shot. So yeah, I mean, he was like I said, you were one shot yeah. for three of them. I was like, man, two two, t- two shot Tyler. <laughs> and then I cranked days. it up to one hundred. <laughs> just went for it. Did. But yeah, I think uh, I know that's a you know that that rabbit's like there. There's kind of an element to it for like you hear guys always talk about this and like you want the dogs to work them really good, and then you kind of like want like that right shot, and it's like for me like. I bring a pistol a lot. And then the days I bring a pistol, I was like, man, I should have a shot. Yeah. Cause like, these are not high percentage shots for a pistol. Then the last two weekends I didn't bring a pistol and they were like golden <laughs> opportunities for a pistol kill. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So in the back of my head, I'm thinking that, but I was really happy because that rabbit was right there. And the dogs had jumped it towards me. You and the dogs kind of did. And I saw it and it was like, okay, I watched it running eight feet from me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk. Okay. Get ready. Walk in there, and I literally had to step on that rabbit. Like, it came out by my feet. And then the way it ran, I just couldn't shoot because the guy was in the way. But it came out perfect for Tony Fellows, and he made a great shot. Yep. Like, perfect. And then Tony Hill got a video of it, so even cooler. So I'm like, you know, that right there was like, yeah, let's go. Like, we're all fired up. Tony Hill's really good at capturing moments he like knows. that, too. I know last year we got out, he got, like, one of the rabbits I shot, too, but... I wish you would have got Tony with that first first yes. rabbit he tried to shoot Dude, at. Unloaded. <laughs> it I was like me was, at the end of the day. It was him at the start of the day. Yeah, he was just hammering. Yeah, great. And it's great because when you're with your buddies, you get like on a fence line or something. We're all like, here it comes, here it comes. It's running towards, it's running towards. You got like high anxiety because someone's yelling at you, rabbit's coming. He sees it and just starts just hammering at it. We're like, <laughs> come on. But he ended up getting it. So, but uh, no, I think, uh, I think that. This 410 pistol I got in order is going to be the ticket, the single-shot brawler. Like, be... I think that's going to be my sidearm for yep. this because I think it'll be great. Because you like the pistol, and, yeah, that 410 is just the perfect platform for rabbits. So mm-hmm. be good. So you got – yeah, so let's – we can kind of break down how the first spot – I think what we'll do kind of to kind of – we don't really have any agenda here, but maybe to help guys out, like we can kind of describe our first spot we got permission on or the first spot we hunted, and then we can compare that to the last spot we shot because those are, like, two completely different kind of, like, setups for, yeah. like, size. So the first spot we hit this morning, that's a piece of property that you had hunted in the area years ago. Yep. So then we did a little drive around one day last one, one day last year. I think we hit a spot early and yep. then just said, well, let's go find yeah. more. Yeah. And, yeah, we just started knocking on doors and found this awesome german lady like older german lady she's a riot <laughs> cooking she, a rabbit at the time a rabbit too. at the time she's like yep come shoot all these rabbits is there eat my cabbage and you know other guys have permission to hunt there and like you said like people you could tell you could see the boot tracks like they've been there they shot some rabbits but we didn't let that deter us we still went there and had a really good time but yeah that that spot's kind of cool because 
it's like some fingers, like a little bit of a ridge kind of going down. And yep. there's water and there's cricks. And like right now, of course, they're full of water. And it's, it's surrounded by cornfield too. Surrounded by cornfields, which we like. Yep. We can get stuff that backs up the egg. That usually seems to be pretty good. And then, you know, when you drive by it, you can't really see it. You can kind of see some of it from the road, but you can't see the most of it from the road. So that's why like Onyx is really good. Oh, yeah. To get the aerial look and if you find like a crick system and you can look on the map you can see the brushiness yep so then it's like okay you know what you're looking for then in the winter time or when all the foliage is off you just kind of drive around the area and say okay does that seem like a spot where rabbits can be hidden from hawks or whatever like give them a little cover yep and usually you'll find rabbits in those so that's that that spot well last year we hunted it we realized that Every stinking rabbit we didn't get was like booking it to the neighbors. So we're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, we need to lock that up. And then, but like you said, that's where Onyx comes in really handy too because um, it was years ago. My father and I knocked on the door of the guy on like the private road across the prop, the whole the whole property side from um, where we access from, and the guy was like very opposed to us being over there and said it was all his. And like, yep. he, yeah, he got kind super of deterrent. Healthy. So turns out once you look at Onyx, you're like, oh, you own none of that. Mm-hmm. Let's go ask the person that owns it. Yep. Yeah, and it turned out to be amazing. So yeah, she's, it's just she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, you know, you hear like the one. So like of all the doors we knock on, how many like negative encounters do you feel like you actually do have with homeowners? That, that's rare. Very I get rare. you know polite. If as long as you approach them politely, you get that in return. And I feel like I tried to do that, but you know some people get. Certain way about their property, it's totally understandable. It's theirs, but mm-hmm. yeah, other people are like, certain conditions apply. Don't shoot on my property. You can only run your dog, you know. Or here, let me. I just went out to Lowell the other day, and let's walk the property together so I can show you, you know, as far as you can go, and even like opportunities and where to set up at. So that yeah. was nice too, like to walk through and kind of have someone that knew their own property to say. Yeah. You know, here's where you can shoot sometimes them. Sometimes you just hear the horror stories. Like, you know, the horror stories, you either get the highest of highs on social media or friends or you get the lowest of lows. And the lowest of lows travel, I think, a little bit more and like sting maybe a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think back of all the doors I've knocked on for deer hunting or rabbit hunting and coyote hunting, all these things. Like, I like one or two times I was like, man, I feel kind of uncomfortable. Like, this dude's being kind of weird, you know, or, you know, like I've, there's some areas I do like knock on doors. That's not like a normal hunting area because yep. I'm working over there. So I'm like, Oh man, I can find a little spot over here. They're not. And they kind of give you like, how dare you like want to shoot one of my pet deer kind of a yeah. thing. It's like, you know, but that's understandable. You know, you can, as long as you're good at like deflecting and you stay reserved, you just say, Hey, no, Hey, I understand, you know, sorry. But like you said, now with Onyx, you can like confirm Mm-hmm. This dude does not own all that. Like, so we need to reevaluate the circumstances. Yeah. Now we got a great spot to hunt. And a lot of that changes too, because it's like, sometimes I've been at places where I've been able to hunt, you know, but I still give them the courtesy of knocking on the door every time. Well, I show up the next year and I'm like, you're not the same person I yep. talked to entirely. So sometimes it changes <laughs> yep, a little bit, does. but. So we saw rabbits when we hunted that spot last year. We saw rabbits booking it to the neighbors. So then this year, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna try to get permission." And it was like I was on, I was in between jobs, like driving home or to another one. And I was like, "I'm gonna swing by that way." And I think I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna go knock on the door. It was like the perfect time in the afternoon. Rolled up, and the dude was had a brand new puppy, like a pointer or uh, Brittany, I think it was. Oh, really? Out walking the yard, I'm like, "Oh, perfect. He likes dogs." So yep. like, went up there, introduced myself, said, "Hey, you know, we got permission to hunt your neighbors there." 
what do you think? And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I have, I have sometimes someone else hunts it occasionally, but as long as you just let me know, you should be good. So I shot him a text last night and he's like, yeah, go for it. But like, you have this like finger system of like crick channels and like swampy kind of grass, like cattaily that, you know, surrounded by ag, nothing's really square, but then the neighbors, uh, is like just a square block of timber. Yep. And if you weren't like paying attention, like the one chunk of that timber is like open hardwoods, not great for rabbits, probably good for squirrels. We saw a lot of squirrels, squirrels and raccoons. raccoons. I think that's, yeah. But like the back side of that has this little pocket that is wet. And like, you can tell there's like nothing grew really good for tree wise, but it's the brushy stuff. And it is like, Oh, like here it is, you know, thick as pea soup. Yeah. yeah. Good, like good rabbit habitat. I walked to that today. And I was like, yes. Yep, good to navigate too because you know you got pinch points and how rabbits. You know, I've never really pushed a rabbit through water, but around. So like some swamp hares will, you know, hang around that, hang out around that stuff. So that was really nice just to kind of set up in a way where we could just swing it in a line. Yep. And push stuff through to the end, and then like if it, that area gets frozen, like oh yeah, that yeah, that changed it up too. Probably opened it up good. a lot mm-hmm. where they'd run more, but. Yeah, even between those two hardwood points, like between the two brushes in the hardwoods, they would run that 150-yard stretch just to get out and get away. Yeah, how big was that? 150 yards by 150 yards? Yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. It's a small block, but, I mean, there's tons of... It took us an hour or more to get through that. Yeah. It wasn't like we could just breeze through it. Like, it's... So, when you find good... that's So, like, if you... Like, good rabbit habitat isn't something you can just breeze through. You got to find stuff that you kind of can't walk a straight line because you had to walk around or over cover, yep. you know, nasty branches. And stuff you falls. don't want to walk through is yes, stuff that exactly. they live in. That's where you need to find it. But, uh, yeah, I think that I, uh, when I was there, I was like, gosh, if this was all frozen, like all these waterways in mm-hmm. here, it would be just like, they would probably run really good. Because the briars were running right up to the water's edge. Mm-hmm. So it was just the fact that everything was so wet anyways, it kind of saturated some of the soil around it. But, I mean, tons of tracks everywhere today too. So, you know, like compared to last weekend, we didn't see a lot of tracks or a lot of fresh tracks outside of like what was covered up with a foot of snow. But, yeah, this weekend this it was like everyone's like, oh, here's tracks over here, here's tracks over here. and. Yeah, they were definitely moving more once yep. they started warming up and melting. But I think, uh, yeah, I think that is a good, it's a good, like, difference because you got properties that are right next to each other, like they touch. Mm-hmm. And you have one that's all these little finger systems that's, like, oh, great to run rabbits up and down. Like, kind of, a, it's, like, good for the hunter because you can kind of, like, okay, they're they're going to run. They're going to come out of the cover. Good, nice shot. Then you got a spot like that that's, like, 150 yards, 150 yards. That's just, like thick like yep. it's they're in there they're in there but you don't have quite hunts way bigger because of that which yep. i like that and then yeah we so we shot we had well, we have six rabbits the mm-hmm. first spot and then we rolled to the second spot which is small again yeah so there's kind of a trend here we have some small spots that well that, good. that's something i was going to add to talk about it's so nice that we've built a network where we're like oh the other spot's just down the road it's not like the other spots across town yes so I mean, in a weekend or even in one day, if we wanted to hit three spots, we don't have to drive the far distance, like from the first initial spot. They're all like pretty well within a vicinity of being able to, yeah, get too quickly and 
Tyler's close to his limit, so he's like, let's go to another spot. Yep. I got to get my limit. Oh, I would have, yeah. At the end of the <laughs> day, I would end up at Tony's yep, uh, shooting a deer or shooting a rabbit out of his backyard if it were coming mm-hmm. down to it. So, yeah. Well, that spot's cool, too, because that's surrounded by apple orchard. Yep. And it's this little, like, and there's, like I said, a waterway that goes through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You got cover on the one side, a little hillside would cover on the other. And some pines, too. And some pines. It's great. Like, yep. And we always, that's usually a good spot just to bring the dogs if we want them to run. It's like, we've been there a bunch of times with no guns. Like yeah. Just, we'll let the dogs run them. And we were, at first, I was like, where are the rabbits? And that's when we started like, okay, they are like, you got to kick them. Like, they're right there. <laughs> and we had like, oh, we covered the spot really good. You know, you shot, you got your limit. So we were like, yeah, like fired up. Like yep. I mean, one guy gets his limit, everyone gets their limit. kind of feel. And, uh, and then... We were like, all right, let's go to the truck. And all of a sudden, the dogs sound off. They're like, oh, I guess we'll kind of we'll go back into the game. And then we shot two more rabbits, right? Right yep. after that. Yeah. Like, we just walked through all this, and then two more up here. So, yeah, rabbit hunting is one of those things that just you just got to be there and walk around because I don't understand why that was this way today. Yeah. Like, and I literally like watched, well, Matt, I watched him go through, and I was, like, giving him a hard time, like, kick me up a rabbit, would you? Because I was on the other side of the creek. And he walks all through it. The dogs all come through it. And then you were, like, very persistent, which is good because you, like, you you don't give up. Like, you're like, I'll go through this. I'll carry times. There's got to be one in here. Yep. You're like, there's so many tracks and so much poop. Like, they got to be in here. I watched you walk the exact same area Matt was in. Boom. Kicked around. I was like, what? Like, I cannot believe that. Yep. So, just looked to see where he didn't step, and I started stepping yep, in those places. So, yeah, Tony Hill's the same way, too. I'm thankful that he joins us for a lot of those situations i mean he doesn't bring a gun but he brings a dog which is a huge bonus and then not only that he's willing to get in there and stomp some brush all the time to make sure that yeah we're getting yeah everything covered he likes the he likes to chase like that's his thing and he yeah he gets in there and kicks it was fun today too because after i shot my five i handed him my gun and Cause I'm like, oh, like you can still shoot, like nothing's yep. stopping you from doing that. So yeah, sure enough, he got one too. Yeah, so it was a good day. Gosh, I loved it. Yeah, and I think yeah, ten rabbits in one day. Like I don't know if we shot ten in one day last year. No, we I'm... had some really good running days, but we were just not that great at shooting them. Well, yeah. More because we were just like having a good time. But I don't think we had as many people now no, that we, we have didn't. like a group chat set up mm-hmm. where we kind of hit everyone up on Friday and Saturday, or you know, just talk during the week to get amped up for the weekend to say, hey, you know, who's who's yeah. down and. We got some bodies now. Yeah, midday you get like four people confirmed. I'm like, all right, that's enough for whatever spot we want to go to because yep. we can cover it. So it's good. Yeah, but no, a good day. Yeah, we shot our rabbits. I mean, I you guys, and then we came back and cleaned them. And you and Tony just Tony fellows breezed through cleaning those. Tanks. Yeah, like, no time. Like that was good. You know, that's uh, I, I didn't even have to get my hands bloody. It was awesome. It was I, I was really motivated <laughs> with football coming on this evening and yep. just taking care of some stuff. And that's the thing, too, like with our Garmin trackers and everything. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to the time at all today. No. I was just out there getting it done. And then all of a sudden someone's like, dude, it's 1.30. I'm like, oh, no yeah, way. We, going. <laughs> we got out there at 8.45. So. Yep. yep. Good stuff. Like good, clean, fun. Like we've said that before. Like, And you're with your buddies. You're laughing. You're catching up on life. Yep. You know, you can, you know, get a relationship with your guys. And like, I mean – that's why I like it because like deer hunting is like you communicate like maybe when you're in a tree you text your buddies or like you get pumped after your hunt like you call them and say but like when you're hunting rabbits 
you're like you're like right there just chit-chatting laughing about life and doing that it's like a whole nother element yep and then even after the fact everyone's processing them and you're like oh this must be the one you shot because you shot it (laughs) shot in the butt so well yep you you got the 20 gauge out yeah it's it's good (laughs) stuff and i that's why i like i think it's a great you know alleyway for like new hunters or like buddies or if you're like sitting here like I, you know, want to get more involved. Like maybe you deer hunt, but you like only get to go a couple days a year. Or it's en- done at the beginning of the year. Done. And you're like, well, I don't like ice fishing and there's no ice to fish on this yep. year. So what do I need to do to stay in the outdoors go between, yeah, the first of the year and through March? It's definitely getting out there. And I think even like you said, just getting started into the whole aspect of it. Um, when it comes down to even processing the rabbits and like cooking them, tons of recipes out there, tons of different ways. But like the processing thing. Um, it's an easy way f- like to transfer into larger game because they're all generally built the same. So once you got a rabbit, you're like, oh, this is just this deer is just like a larger rabbit, you know, and you'll get it done in no time instead of like a lot of people that are intimidated by trying to think they're doing surgery oh, yeah, on get a deer. Get a deer out of the woods maybe by yourself. If yeah. You have your, a crew of buddies maybe yet. Like, to walk you through the, it and stuff, yeah. The rabbit fits in the game bag just fine, like in your vest, and you go out there and just, I mean – a box of shells, unless you get a little crazy, should yeah. last you quite a while. Like Let's should, see. Maybe. I mean, it's not super expensive to do that. And like, Depends yeah. on what uh, you shoot, too. If you shoot a 20-gauge, you can afford shells yeah, pretty true, easy. Exactly. But 410, that's yeah, a little that's more, more uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, we had those 10 rabbits, and they're all sitting there cleaned. Like, that's some good meat right there. Like, yep. It always is like, man, they do it. Like, you, like you, what do you say? You like to do two rabbits at a time when you cook them? Yeah, we cooked three this last week, though, just because I, that's all we shot. So yeah. um, we deep deep fried them this time oh i, I didn't tried, know that i actually tried air frying them i'm not good with anything outside of like what comes out of a freezer bag in an air fryer okay but when it comes to like cast iron skillet or any other traditional form of cooking i'm pretty decent like at it. So, so what did you air fry did you do like a breading then we soaked just... it in buttermilk and um red hot sauce okay. for like four hours and then yeah i tried um just putting it out in that into a dry batter almost like a drake's and then we tried them in the air fryer just for the first batch, just for the first two legs. Because I'm like, hey, we got other yeah, rabbits. We'll sneak up on it. Other yeah. stuff to try. <laughs> it comes out, you know, and you're like, that is just, it just doesn't like adhere as much or as good. So I was like, the I think it's just because like once you get it in the oil, it all sticks to it and yep. it just cooks it a lot better. So I was like, all right, well, we're done with this. Threw a pot on the stove and poured some oil in it. Got it at the temp and did the same thing though. Did rocked it and oh my that. gosh, did it turn out like night and nice. day difference? Yeah, like just you know they look like pieces of chicken. So perfect. Yeah. So like, how do you so you get the oil hot enough and the because the meat's not a huge chunk. No, it'll cook through it. Just yeah, it's perfect. like three seventy five, and I think it's like five minutes. You can kind of really tell by the breading on the outside okay. of like That's how, how you get a feel for it. Yeah, nice and crispy. Nice. I think the internal temp's like one sixty five or something like that too. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it just worked out. So the, what did you do like? the side and stuff did you just or did you just rip on rabbit like uh we had rabbit and then we had like i always like to say sometimes like when you eat rabbit eat what they eat as a side oh, nice. <laughs> so carrots <laughs> corn you, you know go. stuff like that yeah. so and then i even like you know i'm like well like this is different and my girlfriend's never tried it before so i was like Try it with whatever you want. Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. She loved that because we had the back straps too when we deep fried those. Yep. So she just hammered you, on those. You debone the back straps then? Right? I, you make little. When I cut it out, when I process yep. it first, I just 
make a slice, pull them off, and then yep. you do the whole strip at once, or do you cut them into little little sizes? With um, those three rabbits, I just really got the back straps and back legs, front legs. Um, with these next ones, I'm going to probably take the time after I bring them home and clean them all off from all the fur, but parboil them to make sure I can get all of the meat. I'm just going to start pulling them, get some pull gloves it. on when they're hot, you know, yep. and just pull the off all the meat. Doing, pull some on the slow cooker. Yep, yeah. and make a, make a giant stew out of them. Nice. So, yep, Sweet. that's the plan for these. Sweet. So you did, you like doing that for, so I mean, like three rabbits fed to you for more than well three meals total i would three say meals. too yep nice. yeah because we had that dinner and then she had a leftover like a portion for leftovers and then i had some too so nice. yeah Sweet. that's it, i mean that's great i mean go out there good food like go and you got to work for it so yeah it's healthy for you and that's what's nice about these ones butt. too is we didn't shoot the crap out of them so like all the meat's gonna be yeah, look good. good on most of those actually i think there's one we had a sacrifice the front legs yeah, on front but legs on one, but you kept everything else yep yeah that's cool man so you you're gonna parboil this wave batch of them yep get all that and then you'll do a stew have you done like um i don't know can you like shred barbecue like have you tried that yet or you like to stick to like just the generic i haven't tried i'd love to try like pulled rabbit yeah so i think that's that... one way to try it next but um my dad's also done rabbit sausage and you just mix it with pork that's sausage really and grind good. it up and like that yeah that's good yeah it's just it's so lean it's it's like chicken i mean comparably in the i think the only thing it looks different is because it just turns gray yeah it does have like a little different color but yep. it's still like yeah like so ashley she was just saying it because you know we're in the garage with 10 rabbits you're gutting them you got all the gut piles <laughs> and stuff she's like oh it just stinks she's like i don't know how you guys like how, how do you eat that and i was like what do you mean she's like well just that smell like is like stuck in my my brain i'm like like when you pull the meat out of the freezer it does not smell bad at all no it's like super like there's really no smell to it it's yeah like a very lean clean looking meat and that's why a lot of different dishes you can use it for yeah and then um i was trying to think like even by compare Harrison tony was talking about he just caught pike on saturday so then he's like we're gonna cook them tonight for the game and i'm like i've, I've heard that pike taste how they smell yes. so i've, I've never Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. Really appreciate you guys supporting Michigan Wild. Throwing this little break in the, the episode because I had a pee break. Uh, Barbie Bladder could not hold it any longer. But, yeah, throwing that in here. I just want to encourage you guys to, uh, you know, keep uh, supporting the show by, you know, listening and uh, leaving reviews and doing all those things. You know, I try not to push this kind of stuff too hard, but that's kind of the way the world works. Um, and also wanted to put a little plug for my shop, uh, Michigan Wild Shop. You can check that out, um, and there's a lot of cool things and a lot of variety. If anyone wants to upgrade some of their gear, it's got a wide variety of stuff. Um, and, you know, all the way from mobile hunting gear to fishing stuff, uh, outdoor camping, all that. I got a couple of my favorites um, on the page, but you can find that either on uh, the show notes that um, I have that website on there linked out, and then it's just michiganwild.com hollercommerce.com um i do know that i've tried to do www in front of it and it's been kind of weird on my phone um seems to be fine on the computer but it's been weird so maybe just try doing michiganwild.hollercommerce.com and see what we got but yeah there's a lot of cool things on there pretty wide variety i've been kind of comparing it to like cabela's and maybe some other like big box stores and they're actually i feel like there's some things on there that are a little cheaper and you know maybe a little bit better value for your you know hard-earned money and that kind of thing and then you know i believe the code 10 off will still work for select things on that uh that my shop um so i don't think it works for everything but there's certain things that do work on that and yeah everything that you guys purchase you know that helps the show out 
um yeah I, I bought some stuff around christmas time shipping was you know it was, did not take forever everything went smoothly it was good stuff um so yeah give you can support the show by doing that and then also like i've said a couple times if you know anyone or you yourself wants to get into the construction game um doing residential stuff um rlr construction is a company that my dad owns and it's a you know somewhere i've worked with my dad for shoot 15 years almost you know now recently i've kind of went on my own to kind of go a little different direction but me and him are still very much involved with each other helping each other out so i kind of told him i was like hey i'll, I'll throw some stuff on the podcast for that because you know he's we're we're it's growing and things are changing and you know as you want to kind of evolve with times he's uh he's always open to maybe find some guys that maybe either want to get into this uh game and even if it's a full crew of guys maybe you guys you know got someone out there in mind that's kind of wanting to maybe do something different um, but you want to do come some custom residential stuff, feel free to reach out. You can email me at nateR7 at gmail.com. A little shameless plug there for the family, but you know, we're kind of looking for the right guys. I mean, you got to be someone that's, you know, willing to, uh, be a team player and those kind of things. And even if you already have a crew of guys, you know, that could very well fit in there. My dad's got tons of experience with working in the West Michigan area, a lot of connections and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, reach out if you're interested in that. I mean, also being self-employed is an option for someone that wants to get away from that you know 40 hour a week you know nine to five kind of lifestyle if you want to be a little more flexible your hours get your hours in when you can in the summertime maybe when that cold front hits and in the fall you can take you know take off early or you know whatever that ends up being you can kind of set up your vacation time around that um it's it's an opportunity so yeah or even if there's any young guys that want to get into uh construction you don't want to go to college right away you want to kind of make some money i know we've had guys that have done that and been very successful over time i mean i went to the i went to college and went through all that and found myself really enjoying you know working outside working my hands you know building stuff it's a good thing you definitely make a career out of it so yeah once again feel free to reach out to uh, nater7 at gmail.com and see what we can get connected with but thanks for listening to the episode guys really do appreciate it and enjoy the rest of this episode Oh, pee break is done, but you were talking about pike. Uh, Tony caught some pike through the ice. Comparison and yeah, how you can essentially, it's, it's how they smell, it's how they taste. I don't think the taste is the same for rabbits. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, like you said, coming out of the freezer, you wouldn't notice the difference too. So, oh, I forgot to mention too, walking that property in Lowell. Guy, yeah, new spot that you got. We would probably hit up at some point this year. Yeah, yeah. and there's tons of squirrels there too because I saw a fox, or yeah, fox squirrel. He had his like 22 pistol, and I'm like, "You gonna shoot that? <laughs> you want to?" I was like, "Oh yeah, easiest tree of, or squirrel I've ever treated in my life." I mean, he didn't really seem like he was too intimidated by me walking up to him, but he just went up to like the highest point and had no other place to go. Yep. So it took like three shots. But, got him. Yeah, I got him back on the ground and. It's been a while since I, like, well, that one time we went out for New Year's to yep. shoot squirrels. Like, processing squirrels is a lot more work than processing a rat. Dude, I like, know. Like, nuts. Yeah, it's so much, there's so much, like, more adhesion to their skin to the hide. And it's, like, just tough. No, you have to, like, cut it just right, step on the tail, or whatever. There's so many different, like, ways to do it. Yeah. And, like, for <laughs> us, it's, like, we don't do it enough to get good at it. Like... And they oh, just are like now, yeah, rabbits will fly through it, but those squirrels, man, are just brutal. Yep. So, what do you cook a squirrel similar to how you like to cook your rabbit? Yeah, I'm gonna lop him in with the rest. Of the you, stuff, yeah, mix so. it all in. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, when we shot pheasants in North Dakota, we did the same thing. 
got all you know breasted them all out got them all done and then at night we would make like a big soup or like a you know boil them all up and you got your carrots and potatoes and all that stuff in it and it's like you're eating it, it's like man this is just like another little piece of meat like you can't it's just clean and lean like i don't know like I don't know why anyone wouldn't like it kind of a thing. Like, yeah. I'm a super picky eater. Like, I have, like, the taste buds of a kindergartner still. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't like a lot of things. But, like, meat's one of those things, like, they don't taste weird to me at all. Like, you know, then, like, when I was – the only thing that really bothered me was goose, like, when I was younger. But that was because no idea how to, like, cook goose. No food. idea. Like, no. But then, like, you hear guys make summer sausage out of it. We and, made like, goose jerky, and that jerky. was phenomenal. Oh, gosh, Getting yeah. all the oil out of it was key, I think, mm-hmm. and all that. So – so yeah, give it a shot. I mean, with those kind of things, you never, you never know, like until you try it. And you know, maybe if you're one of those guys, it's like not really like, oh, I don't really need to shoot rabbits to eat. Like, if you even if you go out there, like have a good time, like Tony, he doesn't hardly ever bring a gun. Yeah, and he's out there just cutting it up with us, having fun, getting off the couch, walking around, and. My favorite part about rabbit hunting is scouting for deer. Like, that's one of my little secret things I like. Yeah. The rubs we found today. Oh, gosh. Like, well, that same spot was the spot I found my shed. So Yes, it was. There, yeah. It's just like these giant rubs. It's that time of year. It's perfect to walk, like you said, walk field edges and look for everything for deer signs. Mm-hmm. Where they bed down, you're like, oh, my gosh, look at all these bedding. Yeah, like, you see it easy in the snow. And, you know, these these are little pockets. So, yeah, you know, I've deer will change their pattern maybe throughout the fall. But sometimes you get a property, like, where there's ag around they might not move super far so like they kind of like there's you can see like okay there's rubs here if you see rubs and like old licking branches and then there's fresh beds well that's a spot that the deer like to hang out they like to be there yeah i was gonna say like with certain conditions like when it snows a lot they'll go to this spot specifically they won't like go anywhere else they just know like when you snow and heavy that's where they're gonna be yep so we had a good day that was great. Got a little tidbit on how to cook some rabbit, so I like that. Yeah. Now, what about gear-wise? You've been rocking a new pair of brush pants. Oh, I, I got Talk a whole a new bit. setup this yeah. year. So I think the brand's Nightlight, and they were like 80 bucks. Yeah, like you said, very affordable. Yeah, compared to like Dan's. I think when I went on the website and just – that's why I don't like internet shopping sometimes. I need to put it on, wear it, see it, feel yeah. it. And you look at like some of the stuff just by comparison. I have the Dan's Briarproof hoodie. Absolutely love it. It fits perfect. When it comes to bibs, which is what I rock when I rabbit hunt, it's variability between how big it looks like on your hips or like the way that it's like lengthwise from your, yeah. And why is that? Like why, is it because of mobility? Yeah, it's all about mobility and breathability and stuff. So I think like a lot of people give a lot of dance stuff praise, but it just looked like they were made for like heavy set short dudes. And I'm I'm a tall pretty skinny guy i guess kind of skinny but still um the night light had xl tall versions so i was like perfect we'll try them 80 bucks no big deal the only complaint i have is that the pant legs are a little too wide yeah they're kind of like parachute pants almost a little bit yeah but as far as everything else i think they fit really well yeah they seem like you mean like it was warmer today and you didn't like i remember you wearing your other bibs you'd be dying today yeah even your non-insulated ones you're hot but you were moving around going through the brushes fine and i wore just under armor compression top and bottom underneath the the hoodie and those bibs and everything was fine and even went uh above the knee deep in a creek (laughs) pulled pulled out quick enough but that stuff was pretty like waterproof i'd say because my knees dry by a good way yeah you were down my legs aren't soaked so 
Yeah, that was actually. And those are $80. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would love, I know Matt and Kevin just bought brush pants, like just your generic jeans brush, with, jeans yeah, extra layer on them. And um, I don't know how flexible they are, stretchy, but I mean, I bet those are at least 50 Yeah. So, I mean, you get these nice bibs that are, you know, a little lighter duty and they go up a little higher for 80 bucks. Like, I, it's tough to beat. Like, seeing you walk around, I'm like, man, those aren't bad. <laughs> like, if I, when I need some new ones, I'll probably think about it. Yeah. And, like, they seem to be. Like where the briar proof of them is, is like high enough up and around your leg good. Yeah. Because that's the only, like my complaint with brush pants is the back of the thighs and like above your briar proof. Yep. You get them in the thighs. Oh, I hate that. I haven't back. I don't think I've backed up through stuff that's been that thick this year, but everything I've encountered hasn't like hit me in the thighs where like it stopped me. I've been able to like push through everything because... Solid. Yeah. How much is like a pair of Carhartt bibs? They got to be comparable to those. I right? thought they were like around a hundred or so. They're even cheaper than like yeah. the non-insulated Carhartt. So yeah, non-insulated great. Carhartt's a way to go too, unless like it's always yeah. February Tony negative Bellos. temperatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was rocking insulated ones today. He was warm. And jeans. And I can't jeans. believe that. He was warm. So all right, what's what's going on in the game? I just I saw seven seven. Is it still seven seven? Yeah, they're still battling. Jeez. All right, so new gear. That's the only thing you got was the new bibs. Yep. Well, the Dan's. You had that last year? Nope, I just got this year? for Christmas. So, yeah, yeah first year dance, with the Dan's the Briar hoodie. Proof hoodie. Yeah. Absolutely love it because the sleeves are more what's the Briar Proof, but, like, the chest portion, it's kind of like that neoprene stuff, but it's yeah, it still doesn't, like, snag. I got an Under Armour hoodie that's, like, the neoprene mm-hmm. that has a big old, like, corner cut shape out of it from ripping through briars, yeah. and it gets caught. But this stuff, like, doesn't, like – pick up the separate strands yeah, either so like, it doesn't look like I'm, it's been I tore don't up think i should because i have a jacket that's similar to your hoodie which i wish i had the hoodie but i got a jacket quarter zip i don't know if like those you know those like circle not like uh marble size briars those super sticky ones you got some of those yeah they, i got some right here were those on your sweatshirt yeah they, actually, they stick to they this stick, but not like super bad like, no kind of like flick them off yep like other stuff i've had like gets buried in the fabric and it's like it just stays there. Like, like my game mad. vest, it's terrible. Yeah, it gets like matted in. That material, whatever it is, you can just like flick that stuff off. Yeah, that's not bad. But yeah, the sleeves are great. I like it because you take your arm. Like used to be when you just wear a hoodie, you'd yeah. be like, ah, you can't really use your forearm because it'd get you. <laughs> now that you can just like, push it through way. everything with no fear. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, Dan's is good stuff. Like I mean, I have the jacket. You have that. My dad got the Dan's chaps. I think is yeah, what he has. Yeah, yep. And it's a very similar, like you were saying, they're kind of big, like, you know, like to get him where he wants it, but he likes them, but he, he's like, you got to wear jeans and those, like a warmer day. He's You're like warm, like, because, you know. The, it's a layer you can't chat. take off, so. Yeah, so. like having the things you had, those bibs you have now, you can just, if it was really hot, you could just rock a pair of gym shorts underneath them. Yep. And it'd be fine. And that's why I think these Under Armour compressions just enough Perfect. for most stuff, but I really think I can just take it to a seamstress and get them. Yeah, thinned out on the legs a little, a little bit. bit, yeah. So it fits perfect, and then yeah, I'll be golden. But yeah, but... even if you do that, you're still gonna be like minimal money. Like, yeah, you have a pair of things that same comparable to Carhartt bib. Then at that point, be yeah. So and then I do want to touch on one other thing: those glasses. I don't know if we've talked about that last time. We've never talked about these no, glasses like, before, like actually. That. Um, so I you have a story to go along why you have those glasses. People make fun of me for stuff like this all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Even during the, um, the nighttime I've been getting into like, um, Oakley has the prism yep. and with the certain lenses and prism, it helps like 
I don't know, like block your peripherals, but help you focus on things too. Yes, like so, yeah, because I would say because I have my sunglasses I wear at work in the summertime are prism, and they somehow like you compare it like the colors like enhance a little bit, like or yeah, like, kind of like goes through the color a little better and like less reflection. Takes out the blue light and all that stuff for yeah. whatever screens you stare at nowadays. But um, these these ones are actually biking glasses, but just because of the tint of the lens is orange, I feel like. That takes away like the sun blindness, so it's sunny. And the snow, yeah. It'll cut off all the glare there, mm-hmm. so you can see through stuff. But just how bright the snow is in general, having that filter of yellow or orange really makes, you know, everything that moves easier to pick up on, I would say. Yeah, like you, like, yeah, those days where the sun shine, or even today it wasn't sunny, like, at Super all. Super cloudy. Today. Cloudy, but you're wearing them and totally fine. Like, they're not very... You, you can tell they're tinted, but you can barely tell You don't tell know the tinted. difference, yeah. Yeah, like... Like putting them on. I mean, you could tell it's orange, but... Yeah. Like, I, I've wore these before, and I'm like, I keep forgetting that's something I should put on the, the wish list for... Yeah, like, I'm wearing them downstairs right now, and it does not change the tint of the darkness of the room. Like you said, it's got that filter, but you... I'll be out there just, like, squinting, and you're like, I'm fine. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, and it offers eye protection. <laughs> so when you're running through brush, the one time I didn't have these on is the one time I got an eye injury. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to be well, out by well, myself. So like, how did you get an eye? Because most people are like, well, you're, walk- like, you're going through brush. How do you injure your eye? Well, what happened with you? Well, it's like anything. When you, when you have a dog, you were cautious about your surroundings and where that dog goes and where the the game may possibly go. So sometimes when we pick out spots, we also – put into like consideration oh it looks like they can run across a road here yep. how busy is a road you know i don't want my dog getting ran over so we just happen to be in a spot on woven yep. where it's public and it just looks like that thick wood across would be an area where they could potentially head across and it was just me and i was just running buster i wasn't shooting but the rabbit ran towards 13 mile and i was like which is a pretty busy road. Like yeah. Cars cruise down there. I was like, no way I'm going to let this happen. So I just started booking it. And then I stopped dead in my tracks because a, a branch or a briar, like, you know, went into my eye. So I'm like, like, like you know, one eye, like, sitting there calling my dog thinking, is my eye bleeding right now? I have no idea. I can't yeah. tell. Like, we're just in the middle of this, you know, middle field here. Swamp, so, yeah. Or not yeah. Swamp, but, like, bramble. But, yeah, you got you said it was good. Like, it stopped you. Like, yep. Yep, I had to get some eye drops, like, you know, from the doctor and stuff after that. But nothing, like, to ruin my vision from here on out. Thankfully, but I've heard stories of guys having that happen. Like, Ashley worked in the ER for a while. Like, she, you know, your eye is a very sensitive thing. It don't take much, and an eye can pop out. You get cut. and then Yeah, scratched even. And certain, like, layers of your Mm -hmm. lenses and stuff. But Yeah, I should add that to my, like my gear like to get because like you know i have nice sunglasses so if it's like really sunny just wear the sunglasses yeah which is easy but like day like today i wasn't rocking nothing and yeah you're you when you're just walking around or doing whatever it's fine but like if your dog like you had to quit grab your dog or something happens like chase a deer maybe or like one year they chase a coyote so like you gotta go like get them you're running through the woods and it just takes one little thing and boop got ya. yep and that's what was nice about these i think it's to fossey is the name brand of them but they're, yeah, more for biking. But <clears throat> the fact is when you buy them, they come with three different lenses. Clear, mm-hmm. shaded, like normal sunglasses, and then like orange or yellow. Yeah. So, yeah, depending on the day. And then Tony Fells is rocking just like a pair of nice safety glasses. Yep, today. clear. Yep. Yeah, and he, he, he had those on, and he said it was great too. So that's something that should – that's a good like 
little like reminder like hey we gotta take care of ourselves here like and you can look cool and too you look good doing it yeah <laughs> it's all about looking good <laughs> hey i mean you were in the glasses today and you shot five rabbits and i didn't get a single rabbit so you know maybe there's something to do that <laughs> but no man thanks for uh i think we're gonna kind of do this a little shorter because we got some football to watch this afternoon that's fine Lions thanks for stuff. having me on yeah, I appreciate you doing a little update for the rabbit season. Looking forward we'll, to uh, you, continuing uh, on and hammering out the rest of this year. Yeah, we got, it's going to be we're yeah, it's gonna be February before we go back out. Yep, I'm so, hoping it kicks back down in temperature. They say I think within the next two weeks it'll kind of drop, we'll, and then we'll see. But even like last year, we ran on dry conditions, yeah, didn't have we, a problem. It was like so 55 that one day, and they ran great. Yeah, yeah, really yep. good. So. Yeah, we, we're at the point now where we don't really let what – I mean, unless it's blizzard, we won't go out. But it used to be like, oh, there's no snow. We'll wait till there's snow. No, we don't care about that. <laughs> My dog's getting older, too, so I'm trying to give him as many chances as I can. I mean, yep. he's nine, but he can probably still go till he's, he's 12. He's doing good, though. He's yep. doing good. But, yeah, I think that was one thing, too. Like, we're learning conditions of snow and humidity and all that and trying to, like, help our dogs out the most. Like, that's another thing, like – Everyone has the best dog, rabbit hunts. Like, our yep. dogs are – we love our dogs for what they are. Like, they chase rabbits really good. But then, like, we're learning that, like, okay, today's a day where we have to – like, the, even if a dog went through there, maybe, like, go back through or, like, call him back in, like, rework yep. it. Like yep, I was way. doing that today, too. I was trying to get him just to come back. Like, you know, give it a second chance. Like, you guys might have, like, passed through it, but – Yeah, I do that. But, uh, yeah, I think it was good. So, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this episode before we ramble uh, yeah. too much. And next thing you know, we got we got to be scrambling. But, Hour no, appreciate you being here, Tyler. Congrats on your first limit, 2024. Thanks. Yeah, man, Woo! it's been a few years, so it was yeah, good. It, it was, was awesome. Good to do that. Check. And then only the third time we went out. So, I mean, yeah, real good. That is the good stuff. But, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Like we, you know, if hopefully you can understand that we have a good time doing the small game hunting. So Yeah, highly recommend it. it go you never know just out back maybe grandma's or whatever you may have or any little property knock on a door it's way easier to get rabbit hunting permission than it is to get deer hunting permission or just the walk in the woods in general i mean give it a try stomp on some piles don't bring a gun and just watch to see how exhilarating it is just to jump a rabbit out of the yep. pile because then when you walk property you'll be like oh i bet there's a rabbit yep, there you get a good feel for where they like to be yeah in public land like we we have some great public oh yeah spots. like yep. that's another thing like you can you might have to walk a little bit to find the pocket, but once you find the pocket, you know the pocket's there, boom, put it on your Onyx or whatever you have, mm-hmm. and you just know that, hey, I'm going to go there, and we can just we can just go right to there. Like, we don't have to – we can bypass all this stuff, and that's where they like to be. And, yeah, we we ran – we hit two public land spots up and ran rabbits great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, keep – yeah, you have lots of options. But enjoy this week, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode, and – Tyler, look forward to doing another one with you at some point. All right. You get there a limit, you have to come on. All right. (laughs) Hey, just wanted to hop on the end of this episode and let you know that um, last week's episode with the Ruth Brothers, uh, what a great episode that was. Uh, For some reason... I don't think I screwed anything up this time, but maybe I did. I'm not sure. Uh, technology is one of those things that I'm, you know, not the greatest at, but only half the episode uploaded um, last week. So that got updated uh, relatively quick in the beginning of the week. However, I th- believe some platforms did not update it. Um, but if you go to like Google Podcast, um, maybe I- iTunes or Apple Podcasts, it might be updated. I do not think Spotify um, did update it. So I'm thinking maybe this when this episode launches this following week, 
I might just have that one get re-uploaded too. So maybe if you guys listened through that um, and heard it, and we're you know there's about another hour plus of an episode there that is still there. Um, it's not a two-part thing. Some guys are like, oh, you guys do you doing a two-part? Nope, not a two-part. It was supposed to be one one nice long episode. Um, yeah, give that a listen. It was a good time. And sorry about the technology. Even in this episode, you know, a couple things came up and I'm still learning how to edit and do certain things and try to break some stuff up. And I'm sure the audio, you know, maybe isn't up to par to some of the other guys that have been doing this for years. But, you know, hey, that's something to work towards and keep getting better. And, you know, every every episode I try to do a little different, maybe make it a little better. And uh, sometimes it's swinging a miss. But thanks for listening to this episode. Appreciate all the support. And like I said, hopefully uh, if you want to listen to the rest of that last week's episode of the Ruth Brothers, it'll be updated. Um, I'll probably end up actually putting that link to that full episode, hopefully in, uh, on my Instagram page, uh, which is Michigan wild pod. And, uh, you can find that there if I get that. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week.